this is shocking. In 1997, 27% of African-American girls and 7% of white girls were showing breast development and or pubic hair at age seven. Super young. That's young. So the question is, what's going on? Yeah. What is going on and how, how can this continue? People say, well, it's, it's, it's diet, we're fatter. Right. We're eating more poorly. Another is environmental toxins and impacts. Nobody has an answer. Nobody has a definite answer. These things are hard to test. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host, as always, Sean Kelly. Got a great guest for you guys today, Lane Kilpatrick. How's it going, Lane? Good, Sean. Good. Good to be with you here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. So you're a pharmacist, right? I'm a pharmacist, yeah, with a, a focus and a clinical specialty in hormone therapy mm. and all issues surrounding that. Yeah, it seems to be rampant these days. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's uh, there's really alarming data out there right now, and I don't I don't know that enough people are aware of it. Mm. But it comes from from a study back in 2017 by uh, Shauna Swan, PhD. She she did a study that she called temporal trends in sperm counts. Temporal meaning over time, mm-hmm. so over a, a significant period of time, and and it revealed a 50% drop in fertility. Well, let me just do some of these statistics here. Um, in 1973, the average man had a sperm concentration of 99 million okay. per ml. By 2011, 47.1 million. Yeah. Back in the 40s, 60 mls or 60 million per ml was considered, you know, good fertile fertile level. This is by the World Health Organization and then they decreased it to 40. Hmm then to 20, and then and now they say 15 is sort of, and, and I'm not sure why they're sort of dumbing this down, but yeah. uh, that's what they're saying now. It's, there's been a lot of change over the last 50 years. So from 2003 to 2013, students in Boston were, were sampled uh, for, for their qualification as a sperm donor. In, in 2003, 69% qualified. Mm-hmm. In 2013, 44% Whoa. qualified. In China, they, had, they qualified 56% in 2001. Mm. In 2015, 18%. Wow. So this means they have fallen below what sperm banks are, are very good sources of information. They're like, they're like life insurance companies. They're, they're, they're going to make sure that their client gets what they came for, and that is to get pregnant, conceive, have a healthy pregnancy and take it to term right so they're pretty good judges of what constitutes good sperm yeah they're they're rejecting a lot 82 percent they're rejecting in china yeah that's a lot um the use of of assisted reproductive technology is up is doubled from 1997 to 2012 that's Mm. that's ivf or where they inject the sperm into the into the egg because it has poor motility Mm -hmm. can't get to the destination Testosterone levels have been declining by 1% since 1982. 1% a year? 1% a year. Jeez. Yeah. Which, yeah, you you know something about that. (laughs) Uh, 26% of men now presenting with ED are under 40. And I I see this all the time in my office. Younger and younger men. And these are are fit guys. Yeah. That you'd look at and you'd go, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the U.S., we have what we're below what is, is, is considered necessary to replace our own population. 
by 16%. That, that was effective 2017. Mm. This is data from 2017. Yeah, so it might be worse. Oh, yeah, it might be worse. And that's shocking. And it's worse in other countries. In several other countries, it's much worse than that. Uh, from 1990 to 2011, the risk of miscarriage increased by 1% per year. Jeez. In pregnant women in the U.S. And then here's another one that's just, this is shocking. In 1997, 27% of African-American girls and 7% of white girls were showing breast development and or pubic hair at age 7. That's super young. That's young. Um, and that earlier beginning of puberty is linked to increased breast cancer, increased uterine cancer. So the question is, what's going on? Yeah. What is going on, and how, how can this continue? I'd love to hear your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> let's get into it. I mean, there are a couple of theories out there, leading theories in my mind. One is people say, well, it's, it's, it's diet. We're fatter. Right. We're eating more poorly. Seed oils. Um, when you have excess fat, that produces more estrogen. Mm -hmm. Estrogen inhibits testosterone production mm. and therefore fertility. Okay. So there's one theory. <clears throat> Another is environmental toxins and impacts. That's kind of the one that I, I tend to, to, to think is a little more relevant. Okay. Because, I mean, if you look at, you look at the, the use of plastics over the years of that time period, back into the 50s even, when it, when it first started. And these numbers have paralleled that. Mm -hmm. um, we know that there are all kinds of things out there that we're consuming, and uh, nobody has an answer. Nobody has a definite answer. This, these things are hard to test. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, in fact, it's, it's kind of unethical to, to, to give like pregnant women something that could harm their fetus. Plastic, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so it's difficult to test, but I, I really feel like that's, that's what's going on here. And, you know, the question is, well, that's, that's huge. That's mammoth. How do you fix that? Yeah, plastic's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about it. I mean, we can't go 10 or 15 minutes in a day without having some contact with plastic. Or, yeah. But, and plastics are just one thing. So cleaning that up, and because you can't do anything about the great big global picture, Really, all you can do is take care of yourself. So what, you, what gets into your body, and it turns out we can do a significant amount of, of cleanup mm -hmm. just by, number one, filtering water, because a lot of these things come through drinking water. Yeah. And two, filtering the air. Surprising amount of these toxins and these endocrine disruptors, hormone disruptors, we breathe in. Mm. We inhale them in our homes. Wow. In our cars. Wait, how does it get in the air? Dust. Mm. It's one of the one of the main sources is actually from from clothing, textiles. Mm. These things that are made up of of plastics. Uh, put them in the dryer. Look at your dryer vent. Mm. Those little particles they get in the air. But yeah, these they're blowing around all over the place, and it's there's there's been some pretty good studies on that. So you'd recommend to dry your clothes manually, like outside? I think that would be better, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and wherever possible, um, go to natural fabrics, natural things like cotton and um, hemp. So cotton is good. Cotton's good. <clears throat> so what's the ingredient in shirts that isn't good? So the, the polyester, polyester type thing, spandex. So jerseys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and I'm guilty today <laughs> myself. Yeah. But 
you think about it, these things don't disappear. Mm. When you throw them away, plastics don't disappear. They're designed to not degrade. Right. And so then they, what they do is they break down and they get smaller and smaller, and then we get these microplastics that people, a lot of people talking about that these days too. They just yeah. recently found them in the human heart. I saw that. Did you see that? Crazy. Oh, that, that really alarms me. Yeah. How did that get there? That makes no sense. But the size that they're talking about, that's visible to the human eye. I don't know how it even got there, but yeah. it's, they're, they're, just, they're just everywhere. So that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of the situation that we're, that we're dealing with. So for the testosterone levels, do you really think it's, it's from diet mainly? Just the shift? I don't. I, I think it's, well, it, you know what? There, there are a lot of different factors in this equation. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. All these things contribute your diet, exercise, what you take into your body, um, stress even, right? what they call uh, perceived stress, which is different than actual stressors. What is that? Perceived? Perceived stress is, you think something is stressful when it, it only is because you think it is. Mm. Um, stressors, like a disease is a stressor to the body. And what it does is it raises cortisol. Mm-hmm. Elevated cortisol levels all the time are not, healthy and they're not good for for testosterone levels right so we think the testosterone or the 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 sperm count which turn out to be a really actually an accurate measure of general health in fact it's a good biomarker i believe it ought to be every every guy ought to have a sperm analysis Mm. because we know that if they if if the the motility is off the the concentration there's not enough of them Mm -hmm. they're malformed they can't swim for whatever reason, they're not getting there. Though the things that cause those things also impact general health. Right. So that's a sign of you being unhealthy if your sperm isn't healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody ought to know, and, and it doesn't get any better really with age. Right. So this is another reason the young guy ought to he ought to know what that's like, and then you can actually bank those. Yeah. Uh, for for a future time, if you know that about them. Right. There's a few types of food I've seen you speak against. Uh, one of them was soy. You're not a fan of men eating soy, right? I'm not a fan of men or, or women eating soy. And I, and I need to be clear about what the reason is. I don't, think, I don't think it's necessarily harmful. Because you have to understand that soy is very estrogenic. Mm-hmm. Meaning it looks like an estrogen molecule. Enough like it that it will bind to the receptor. And therefore block it. Block its access mm. to, to real estrogen, estradiol. And so, can, can it have positive effects? Yeah, it can. Mm-hmm. But do you really want it blocking your natural estrogen from that same site? Are you ready to say, okay, go ahead and take its place? Right. Well, it's going to differ from batch to batch. You don't know how much you're getting. That's my issue with soy. And the same thing goes with the other real estrogenic food, and that's flaxseed. Flaxseed, yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say that next. Yeah, that's, that's one that I have... I have sat and, and puzzled with practitioners when they've got, they'll have a patient that's levels look good on estrogen, but she's just not getting a response, mm. still having symptoms that it's low. And turns out, well, she's adding flaxseed to her smoothie in the morning, mm-hmm. which does not have the same intensity or the same affinity for that receptor. So it's going to have a different response. Right. It, I'm not saying it's altogether bad, but it's, why would you want to replace the pure thing? Mm-hmm. with that when there are other ways to get omega-3s or whatever it is you're taking that for or yeah. protein like in the case of soy so that that's I, I i get misunderstood on that a lot <laughs> yeah i saw the comments on that one. Oh my gosh the soy boys get, get yeah. all up in them 
The most controversial one I think you spoke about, though, is cannabis. Yeah. Because a lot of guys smoke cannabis, but mm-hmm. you, you weren't a fan of that, right? Well, it, it's funny. The, the, the studies out there are mixed on what it does to testosterone. Mm-hmm. Some say it, it has no effect. Some say it increases. Some say it, it decreases right. significantly. But there doesn't seem to be too much debate about its effect on sperm, and it is not good. But interestingly, it's just the combustion material. It's just smoked. It's not. Oh, so it's not the le- cannabis not, part. Not it's the just edibles. the smoking part. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So smoke, is. is that what the sperm cells on? No. That's what they, there's studies that have, have identified that when that's the route of ingestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would, apply, that would apply to cigarettes too then? Yeah, it would. But, you know, specifically the cannabis, I mean, I don't think there's any good healthy way to ingest tobacco. You know, right. <laughs> you know, chew yeah. or whatever. But cannabis uh, is a different, it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I recommend CBD all the time. CBD. Very effective. And, and it has some THC in it. So I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> but smoking it is probably not good for your boys. Yeah. <clears throat> I've also seen you talk about atrazine. Atrazine. And you want people to avoid it as much as they can, right? Well, yeah. And <laughs> truth is, you can't. <laughs> you, can, you cannot avoid it. Atrazine is a, is a broadleaf herbicide that is used commercially, mostly in the, in the Corn Belt in the Midwest. Yeah. And if you, if you see a map where, where the concentrations are highest in groundwater, it's just concentrated right through the center of the U.S. Groundwater. Yeah. And, that, see, and that's the problem with it. Atrazine actually decomposes pretty quickly in soil. Yeah. Um, two, two weeks, two or three weeks to, to four months maybe mm-hmm. from the microorganisms in the soil. But once it gets into groundwater, it's not soluble there. And, and that's, a, that's an anaerobic environment. There's mm. not oxygen, there's not oxygen to, to help degrade it. And so yeah. it lasts a long time. And that's people's concern with it, is they're finding it everywhere. Wow. This atrazine in groundwater, but once it gets there, it's, it's spreading everywhere. And so what does it do to your body? Well, atrazine is a hormone disruptor. It's an estrogen. It's estrogenic. Got it. And so it can affect... Uh, people developmentally and the developmental development of a fetus and mm. those reproductive effects are what we're most concerned about yeah somebody's got to have an answer for this we can't keep losing one percent infertility and testosterone levels mm-hmm. pretty soon we're at we, we can't sustain we can't reproduce it's scary it is wow i mean sperm is a Sperm is an interesting thing. Is you think it's available in abundance, you know, and guys guys have this this image and concept of themselves that hey, I can I can perform, mm-hmm. uh, I'm good. Yeah. Well, n- not necessarily. <laughs> when when somebody examines it and analyzes it, and those those parameters are off, then you got some problems. And often they don't find that out until they go to have a child. Yeah. And then it's a, well, okay, your options are a little more limited now. Yeah. We got to ask Elon Musk what he's doing right. He's got 11 <laughs> kids. <laughs> right. And, and smart kids, probably. Yeah. Um, so what are some other hormone disruptors, or is that the main one, atrazine? Well, <clears throat> atrazine is one, and it's, it's the second most abundant um, herbicide besides glyphosate. Glyphosate hasn't, hasn't got real strong data as a, as a hormone disruptor, but it's, it's another one that, oh my gosh, it's got its own set of problems. Mm. But <clears throat> so 
there are other hormone disruptors that are that are all around us, like what I said, in the air and in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are what we call xenoestrogens. Those are just things like, uh, you, you've probably heard of BP, BPA. Yeah. That are in plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. Anything BP, BPS, BPF, they tried to, you know, make something better. Yeah. And didn't, <laughs> didn't quite work out. Put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Still, still damaging. But, so there's that. There's what they call PFAS, P-F-A-S. Those are, they're also called forever chemicals because they just hang around. Right. And they're just, they're hard to eliminate. Those are hormone disruptors. Mm. They're in um, anything that, that people are trying to waterproof. Waterproof. So. Uh, so phones. The phone? <laughs> yeah. Waterproof your phone. Didn't Apple say the phones are like waterproof or something? Are they? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. This, I've still got a plastic cover on mine. So there's PFAs in it. <laughs> yeah, there, are, there are. Yeah. Um, but those are, yeah. So also uh, fire retardant mm-hmm. that, you, that you used to find on furniture. Fire. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, the other thing that's concerning is the U.S. is incredibly slow and lax at enforcing or, or even having laws and rules that protect people from the consumer protection people. Right. They're... These things are, are have been banned in in Europe mm-hmm. like since '04. The U.S. U.S. even entered into a, what they call a Stockholm Convention for for uh, persistent organic pollutants. They call them hmm. enforceable in international law. Yeah, but we never ratified it in the U.S. So it's it's a it's a big it's a big fight. It's a big gamble against a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know how you win those fights sometimes. So it comes down to you've got to do, you've got to take care of yourself. Government's not going to do it. Hell no. No, you can't, <laughs> you can't depend on what they say is safe and what isn't. Yeah. They've, they've changed so many times on a number of these things. I mean, gosh, look at, just look at, but we won't get into that. No, we'll get banned if we talk about that. <laughs> but it's, they seem to, Atrazine is an interesting case there. Yeah. They, they, they've said for years, at, at just various, like every few years, they would issue another statement. Mm-hmm. It's safe. There's no reason to think it is unsafe. Well, then just in 2016, they finally issued something that said, it's pretty clear that it's affecting all aquatic species Jeez. in the environment. And so that, that extends into birds, goes to yeah. mammals, and it's all connected. Dude. It goes everywhere. Oh, it is. Man. Yeah, and, and there are endocrine functions, you know, problems with that. So... Where does this, you know, there's a, there's a special, gosh, real concern with this in, in people's lives, but in particular, mm-hmm. pregnant women. There's a window of time from about six, seven weeks or so mm-hmm. to 10 weeks or so. We don't know exactly when it is, but when differentiation of the genitalia is taking place, where you've got, <clears throat> you've got an XY male, mm-hmm. the, the, the gender and the, the sex is determined. It's the same up to a certain point. And then there's a release of, of DHT, dihydrotestosterone, mm. that then sends it down the path of becoming a phenotypic male. Has, the, has, a, has all the, the equipment of a man, mm-hmm. of a male. If that gets blocked at any point, it doesn't have to be completely blocked, just partially blocked. Mm-hmm. Then you get effects on that fetus that will survive him and pass on to his offspring and grandchildren, and it gets worse. Whoa. Epigenetic changes, they call them. That's crazy. But we also see 
you know, the, the uh, underdevelopment of, of mm-hmm. there's, there's an increase in what they call micro, which is scientifically defined. It's two standard deviations from average, which is average is 5.3 inches stretched. Yeah. Micro would then about be about 3.2. Stretched? Stretched. Wow. These are, these are some of the, and or it can just develop wrong. Mm-hmm. It can have the, the opening of the urethra on the underside of it. Mm. Defects that all take place because something was sitting on that testosterone receptor at the absolute wrong time. Crazy. Couldn't have been a worse time. Yeah. And that's not reversible. It affects their fertility. Man. So if, if there's, if there's a, an emphasis that I could make, it would be pregnant women, you have got to be vigilant. Very careful. During, yes, during that first trimester, when things can be done that can't be undone. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's critical. And we know that's, these are phthalates. This is research is from phthalates. Right. And that's, that's another big hormone disruptor. You asked what some of the others are. Phthalates, parabens, mm-hmm. things that are in most, things that are scented artificially. I walk through. I walk through the restroom in our office. Yeah, it's a common restroom for all these offices, and I'm always shutting off the <laughs> the, oh, gas. the wall plug. Yeah, the gasser. They're, they have a thing that you know you're standing there doing your duty, and yeah. you hear this. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gassing you, man. Man, every casino has some sort of scent too. Oh yeah, those are probably parabens. <laughs> well, they are. They're disgusting. <laughs> and so there's no there's no question about those yeah. either. So they're, they're just they're out there. Her study was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was all over the press, cover of Newsweek, cover of Time, New York Times, yeah. all over. The, but do you hear about it much anymore? No. No, not really. Did it go away? No. Yeah. So we ought to do something about this. And, it, and we just, the only thing we can do really, Sean, is you got to protect yourself. And so your own little microenvironment that you have control over. I don't like sounding like a doomsday guy. Oh, yeah. gosh. You know, the world's coming to an end. No, this is a beautiful world. There's a God in charge. He's going to win. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be by this and wiped out as a species, but we are stewards over, over what we have, and we need to take care of ourselves and our own. Our children rely on us for this. Yeah. So when you go through your house, we developed this tool. It's called uh, Hormone Disruptors, My Exposure Score. Mm-hmm. Take you through your house, help you identify in the kitchen, bathroom, just the living room and house cleaning in general, mm-hmm. all these areas and identify where you're getting exposed yeah. and what your levels give you a, a letter grade and a, at a quantitative score. Wow. That's and cool. then, and then what to do about it, man, this is so eye opening and I'm planning on having kids soon. So this is just scary. Almost. It yes. Yeah. I have to lock her in a room almost. So she avoids all this, right? <laughs> have, have you ever had a sperm analysis? No. How do you get one? So there are, there are several online now. You can go into what they call an andrology clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look that up, just Google it, and there may be one or there may not be one in your town. But there's just some good online options. One of them is uh, givelegacy.com okay. that I like. And <clears throat> they also will present you with options like, hey, this is, this is how your report came back. It wasn't good. Do you want to freeze some? Mm. And then when they freeze it, then they, they also wash out and clean out all the the non-performers, yeah. the guys that can't swim straight, go around in a circle. And, and then you have a much higher likelihood then of that sperm actually. Wow, that's impressive that they can do that. Yeah, it is. It is. And it used to be really cost prohibitive. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Yeah, I got to look into that. 
Yeah. Most people don't even know if their sperm's healthy, so that's good advice for just anyone watching. Yep, I think so. It's not, it's not something we generally think about. Most guys don't think about infertility. It usually gets blamed on the woman. Yeah. But let me tell you, when you're, the time to think about your healthy contribution as a male and the sperm is not the night that you're conceiving. It's about seven or eight weeks prior to that. Oh, yeah? Because that's how long it takes that sperm to mature. Wow. And to reach the point, I mean, we make two or 300 million of these a day, mm. but only about half of them survive to, to mature sperm. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing you need to think about. And, and so that means seven or eight weeks before, no binge drinking, no heavy caffeine use, heavy, moderate's okay, mm-hmm. as is moderate, uh, moderate alcohol intake, actually. So caffeine kills sperm? Caffeine in high concentrations is, is toxic. Yeah, wow. it's toxic to sperm. Um, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be a slob. because if if your hormone levels are out of balance the testes are are dependent on a certain concentration of of, uh, testosterone within the testicle not just circulating and if that gets impaired then you're in trouble but it's a long time ago it's not it's not when you think it is right and most guys don't think about their contribution most miscarriages actually are the result of a of dna fragmentation Mm -hmm. from the sperm dang that's never talked about no no, we just not. assume it's something with the girl usually. Exactly. And these, these poor women have, you know, taken <laughs> response or blame for it for all this this time. And it's, yeah. uh, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. It's scary. Is it true uh, soap and laundry detergent are really bad for you? Some are. If they have uh, what we call alkyl phenols in them or triclosan, those are ingredients to watch for. A couple of examples of, of alkyl uh, phenols are... Um, nonal phenol and octal phenol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and those are, those you can see because they have to be on the label. Okay. But here's the thing, Sean, you know, it, you don't have to remember that. You, you, there are really good apps nowadays. Yeah. One of them's uh, Yuka. Um, there's one by EWG, Environmental Working Group, that's called Healthy Living, mm-hmm. that you can scan product. Take it with you to the store. Oh, nice. Scan the product. I love that. Look at the ingredients, and it'll tell you if there's hormone disruptors in there. You don't have to remember what they are. If they're there, then avoid it. There are plenty of other choices now. Yeah. So just do it, and you'll find out it's not as hard as you might think it is, and it's not as disruptive to your life. So that's what you got to do. Yeah. You got to take that responsibility. The days are gone when you can just trust. (laughs) Yeah. It's trust, but verify. Yeah. You know? Trust, but I love that. Yeah, now I can't even microwave uh, plastic leftovers. Scared of doing that. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to do that. So that's, and that's one of the things. So when you go through your kitchen, it's, it's are you filtering your water? That's the first thing. Mm. And with a, it has to have a carbon filter, and it, yeah. it needs to be either reverse osmosis or distillation. Okay. Are you filtering your air? Again, have a carbon filter in there. That's what will filter out those hormone disruptors. Carbon filter. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, oh, go ahead. Just a couple of other things are what's your cookware like? If you got if you got Teflon or some coating on there that's flaking off, which a lot of us do, yeah, dump that thing right now. Get rid of it. Oh, if it's like burnt, those are PFAS. Those are forever chemicals. If it's if you've seen that where the the nonstick coating is flaking off, yeah, yeah. wearing off, where do you think that goes? In your body, right down the hatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So there's that. And then, you know, what, what containers that you, that you store food and drink in. Yeah. So you do glass? Glass is my, is my preference. But okay. I do also silicone. Silicone. Silicone's okay. Okay. Have these reusable bags that are, that are fine. What about Ziplocs? Plastic bags? No. Oh, I gotta stop you. They have Ziploc Teflon ones. Okay. Or sorry, excuse me. Ziploc silicone ones. Yeah, I know you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta switch those. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm get the assessment. Are we allowed to film it? Make a video out of it? Yeah. Cool. Sure. Yeah, we should do that. I mean, yeah. It's uh, there, there's a we have a private Facebook group for those people that have that have bought that tool, and the, and the interaction in there is interesting. Nice. It's it's nice to be able to share. You know, people are really excited when they find something. Okay, this is good. Yeah. But I'll tell you, there are there's never been a better time to clean this up because there I, I love seeing these little grassroots uh, small businesses emerge mm-hmm. that are selling clean stuff. Yeah, and they're they're doing well. They're 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 making a living at it. Love it. Yes. Yeah. I, I really love seeing that. Because now there's a trend about being healthy and people are waking up slowly, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And also in the kitchen, I would say organic food. You, you, you got to buy clean yeah. clean food. And I, I, I realize that, that the organic label is not, it's not perfect, mm-hmm. but, it's, but it's better than probably anything else we have. So it, it's, it's not going to have uh, most of those pesticides and, and mm-hmm. things on it. So. When you That's, say not perfect, what do you mean? Well, th- recently I did I did a, a reel on on this coating they call appeal. That's mm-hmm. it was developed by a company that Bill Gates seeded early on. But their idea is to coat vegetables and and fruit mm-hmm. with this uh, with this coating that that keeps air out, keeps oxygen out, so it, it preserves it longer. Okay, um, but it's supposed to be edible. You can eat this. Mm. And yet, when you see what they use to make it, that doesn't qualify for, for organic. <laughs> it does not. Yeah. But somehow it got, it got through. Huh. And that, that really, it really suffered. The, the, the label, the organic label kind of suffered in its integrity. Wow. Things like that. So not perfect, but, but maybe better than what we have. Yeah. Wait, so how can we know which vegetables and fruits have that layer on it? You have, it? you have to ask. Oh, you have to ask? You have to ask the produce staff. Seriously? hmm Because wow. they, don't, they don't have to even label. A lot of them do. A lot of them will have a little label that says appeal okay. on it. Um, but oftentimes it's just labeled on the box that the produce comes in, which they don't put out, nah. of course. So you do have to ask. Wow. Yeah, but it's such an extra step, and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to find people at the grocery store sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lane, uh, anything you want to close off with? Um, just, I, I can't emphasize enough that you have got to take charge of, of your consuming choices. The, the, the decisions and the choices that you make as a consumer will drive the market. They will determine what gets, what gets out there. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't buy it, they won't make it. So as more people become aware and look into their, their reproductive health, especially males, I'm seeing so many young men now. It's just, it's, it's alarming and kind of disturbing to me, actually. Um, there are options out there to, to correct that. This, this is one of the approaches to it, mm-hmm. but there are, there are several. And if we have to supplement, we can. There are, there are prescription options, um, but that's not always the go-to because yeah. when you give testosterone supplemented you make less of it mm. so your own production will slow down and that includes sperm production 
Wow. So it is not always the answer. In fact, that's, um, you asked me once about, about some of these myths that are out there. That's probably the biggest one that I see yeah. is that your testosterone is low, so we need to give you some. Not necessarily. Yeah. Because we give you some, and then you can't have kids. You're not going to be very happy with me. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Wow. So what are, before we close off, what are some ways to raise testosterone naturally then rather than injecting? Well, <clears throat> so the lifestyle things, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be overweight. You mm-hmm. don't want to be underweight. A good BMI between 20 and 24 or so. Mm-hmm. Good body fat percentage for men, 16, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. For women, it's about six points higher. Um, you want to have a good clean diet. As I, as I mentioned before, not too, not too excessive of an alcohol intake. Mm-hmm. Um, they say one unit a day is fine. Unit being a can of beer or a glass of wine. Mm. Um, smoking, absolutely no. Right. None. Vaping, out. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, your sperm is a really good indicator of, of how you're doing. And these days, sperm are not doing well by any account. So... It's a bit of a wake-up call. Wow. So if there's one message you have, it's increase your sperm counts, guys. Increase your sperm <laughs> count. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, thanks for watching, guys. Super informative episode. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next time.